Welcome to What the Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner. Welcome to the 51st episode of What the Wealth. I'm your host, Jonathan Bedner. I'm a certified financial planner. And this podcast has helped you go from financial confusion to financial confidence. Today, we're going to talk about the difference between an ETF, an exchange-traded fund, and a mutual fund. I got this question from someone, and it says, Jonathan, still not sure what the difference is between an exchange-traded fund and the differences from other funds. Would you please help me understand? Thank you. Great question. And mutual funds and exchange-traded funds have a lot of similarities, but they also have some key differences. So we're going to walk through those similarities and differences side by side. And hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll have a better understanding of what the difference between a exchange traded fund or also known as an ETF and a mutual fund is. So ETFs have been around for quite some time, but over the past, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, they've become much more popular and become more and more popular every year. A exchange traded fund and a mutual fund both are are managed and run by professional money managers and they own or are comprised of a, a basket or a way to be diversified security. So they could own commodities, they could own stocks, they could own bonds. You'll see some that are very sector specific. They may be in growth, they may be in technology, they may be in healthcare, they may be in industrials. You may see some that are growth, you may see others that are value. But that's kind of getting into the weeds. At a high, high level, both mutual funds and ETFs are professionally managed baskets of securities that allow you to to be diversified. So your investment goes in and you may own hundreds or thousands of different securities inside of that one ETF or that one mutual fund. The next thing to know is that Exchange-traded funds or ETFs are traded on the stock market just like a stock is. So the opening bell for the stock market is at 9.30 a.m. The closing bell is at 4 p.m. And that ETF trades throughout the day and fluctuates in price just like a stock would. So at 10.42 a.m., you could buy or sell an ETF at the current traded price. So it trades like a stock. A mutual fund trades at its net asset value. So, uh, and sometimes there's fees on here, but just to, to make this simple, it trades at its net asset value. But you can't buy or sell a mutual fund until the closing price of four o'clock. So if you put it in order to buy XYZ mutual fund, at 10.42, the same time you decide to buy XYZ ETF, you'll buy the XYZ ETF 
at 10.42 a.m. Even though you put the order in at 10.42 a.m. for the mutual fund, you won't get it until the closing price is settled out for the day, which happens after the market closes at 4 p.m. So one allows for a little bit more intraday transparency on price. You can actually see where the price is as it fluctuates throughout the day. The other one you're not going to see until after the market closes and settles out. They can recalculate the asset value of the mutual fund based on the current underlying holdings inside the inside the mutual fund. The third difference is cost. Now, this isn't always true. It depends on the type of mutual fund you buy. So if you buy a very specific fund, this might not be the case. Generally speaking, exchange-traded funds are cheaper than mutual funds, especially when you're talking about index funds. So usually you're seeing these ETFs or these exchange-traded funds trade far, far cheaper on an internal expense ratio than a mutual fund would be. The internal expense ratio is just the fee that the portfolio manager and the and the fund company charges to create the ETF and or the mutual fund. Mutual funds have expense ratios as well. What they charge to manage the investment and have it have it listed. And so ETFs, generally speaking, are much cheaper. Now, that's not always the case, especially on ETFs that are very specific in their target. So if they are being very niche in autonomous vehicles or you know biotech or something like that, then you might see it be a little more expensive than uh, or in line with the expense of a traditional mutual fund. So it's not always cheaper, but generally speaking, it it can be cheaper. Now, the fourth difference is tax efficiency. So the way that mutual funds are redeemed is when someone decides to sell their mutual fund, they get uh, the mutual fund has to go and they have to sell shares in order to give you your redeemed money. And so when they do that, at the end of the calendar year, they have to issue a long-term and short-term capital gain as they shore up their mutual funds and the transactions. And those transactions from rebalancing, from trading, from swapping securities in and out, and from people redeeming the, the mutual fund causes these causes these long-term and short-term capital gains, which then get passed to you. Now, if the if it's in a retirement account or some sort of tax advantaged account, then even though the, the long-term and short-term capital gains are are sent to you, that that may not actually make it a taxable event. But in a non-qualified or a non-retirement account, that capital gains distribution would be a taxable event to you. An ETF is different here. An ETF can, they are created and redeemed, but they're done in a way that is, and this is very complex, but they're done in a way that is non-taxable. And so they do not pay out, generally speaking, there are cases where they do, but again, generally speaking, ETFs are not paying out capital gains to those who own the the ETF. So 
they are much more tax efficient for those for that reason. So if you have this in a non-qualified account, if you own a mutual fund every single year, you may be getting taxable gains that you're going to have to go and file when you file your taxes, where you could own an ETF and not be receiving those taxable gains. So it's a way to invest and invest long-term, but make sure that you're trying to do so from a tax-efficient manner. Those are the four main and key differences between a mutual fund and an ETF. And neither is right or wrong. There's instances where both make sense. I think it's just a matter of trying to look at the underlying securities and underlying strategy to see which was best for you. We like and use both, but we lean towards the ETF route because of those benefits and, and mainly because of the tax efficiency and lower expenses, lower, you know, cheaper for the portfolio managers to run. So those are the, the primary two reasons why most people prefer ETFs over mutual funds. So this is a short episode. I just wanted to address the question that I got regarding the, the similarities and differences. So thank you for listening to episode 51 of What the Wealth. Look forward to seeing you in the future. Create the life you love. Thank you for joining us on What the Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love. podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Paradigm Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax advisor.